EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM G'day, g'day, great to have your company Thank you for listening, thank you for downloading Lovely to be at it once again on the EFTM Podcast Trevor Long with you and we'll talk all things tech Cars, lifestyle, whatever you want to talk about, happy to talk about it all um, and taking your calls all the time on um, via the website, eftm.com. You just click, click Ask Trev, ask me anything, and um, I'll try and get you on. I try and record every Tuesday morning, and um, hopefully that's when I'll get in touch with you and we'll, we'll have a chat and help you out and hopefully help other people at the same time. By you asking your question, other people get to hear your question and my answer, and either everyone learns or lots of people say you are wrong, as in me. And we all learn, including me. You never, never know. Go to the website um, and send an email. Just click Ask Trev. That's all you've got to do. And uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, uh, feel free to leave a rating and a review. It's always greatly appreciated. It's been a few weeks since I've seen one, so I will, uh, I'll keep an eye out for any new ones. Um, the, it was a lovely... Um, Avi said, my wife and I both agree you have a positive manner that comes across as completely genuine in all your media appearances. Well done. Well, that's very lovely because it uh, means a lot to hear that. So um, thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you to The Fish and everyone else who's left a rating and a review. Um, It just kind of helps. I mean, it's weird because we talk um, quite publicly on Twitter and social media and Facebook and all that about what we're watching. We don't talk about what we're listening to. And never really, never really did catch on. You remember Spotify was linked to Facebook so you could see what your friends were listening to? It never really caught on, that kind of social listening. And it never really has. And I think that's the challenge with all forms of audio um, is actually kind of expanding the audience. It's always been a challenge. I, I have no um, delusions of grandeur. I don't want to have um, millions of listeners to this show. I quite enjoy the, um, I guess the, what do you call it, the intimacy of the of the group that we have, I I enjoy seeing the same names on emails and texts and DMs and in the man cave. But I also like seeing new names and hearing new voices. So uh, hopefully um, you're always hearing and seeing fresh new things as we try and kick along here on the EFTM podcast and of course on the website EFTM.com. Um, a few calls to get through. We're going to talk um, about the digital wallet and. I have another OLED TV giveaway phone call to make. So all of that ahead here on EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. Happy to help with any tech questions you've got. Just go to the website EFTM.com. That's what Alison did. G'day, Alison. Hi, Trevor. How are you? I'm very well. My wife's homeschooling. Are you doing that job right now? I certainly am, although Uh, my kids are a little bit older, so it's not too bad. Oh, well, what age are yours? Um, so I've got one in year seven and one in year eight. Okay, okay. Oh, so I've got a year nine and then uh, year five and year four. Year oh, nine well. guy does look after himself, but I do wonder. Like every now and then you've got to go, Gee, I don't know, should he be doing more? Yes, exactly. <laughs> what can and I do for you? <laughs> um, yeah, so we're um, needing a second computer in the house mm-hmm. and we just don't know where to start with a laptop basically. Don't want to spend a huge amount of money, but we just want something middle of the road. Well, I think that's the easiest place to start. Is what? What's the most you'd spent? I mean, what 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 number makes you uncomfortable? I guess we're thinking. Uh, I don't know, twelve hundred, fifteen hundred. I yeah. guess. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say, if you needed a number, then <clears throat> I think fifteen hundred is is in the at the top of the middle of the range, if you like. So obviously, there's three hundred dollar laptops. 
Um, yes. And they're great for year three, four, five, maybe even year six. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't give a $300 HP Spectre to a year seven child because they're probably going to get flushed down the toilet, as in the child. Um, yes. I just feel like it's a bullying um, attractant. So, you know, yeah. my son, for example, had a, a kind of hand-me-down that he took into year seven and eight, and it was not until year nine that we actually went, right, all in, we're going to – you've learnt responsibility now. So we were able yeah. to kind of go that way. So, yeah. I mean, if you look at that, the top end of that price range, that, you know, $1,500 price point um, – mm-hmm. There's, there's huge value there, and you certainly don't need to spend more than that. Is the number one thing I'd say. Um, okay. Remembering that you know, depending on the use case for it. Now, I look at my son now, and he he's using he's just seconded one of um one of my home computers, which is fine. I'm good with that to be on his desk, mm-hmm. but he plays a lot of games on it. Like it's he's playing yeah. Minecraft and stuff, and I'm like. So just so you know, that, that computer is not made for gaming. So don't come complaining to me when it doesn't do that. So it's kind of that upfront going, I'm buying you a laptop for schoolwork. Yes. If it runs Minecraft, great. But if yep. it doesn't run whatever the new thing is in six months, that's not my problem because ain't what we bought it for. <laughs> exactly. That's where we're at. Yep. So look, the the thing, the key things I'd want you to look at there are, um, I mean, are you happy to go Windows or you want a Mac? I mean, is there any consideration there yet? I prefer Windows. Okay, I think. great. That yeah. also gives you a much wider range of both price and um, and options as well. So yeah. for, I think there's there's really only a couple of things to think about. And the first one is what processor, what's the brains of the laptop? And an Intel mm-hmm. Core i5 is what I'd like you to try and get. Intel Core i5 is the middle of the range for their the brains of the computer. You can get an okay. i3, that's a bit down the range. An i7, that's up the range. i5 is yeah. going to do everything they want. At fifteen hundred bucks, you can get something from every single brand: HP, Microsoft, Dell, Lenovo. Okay. All excellent, all great, and I, I, can't, I can't imagine you'd actually have any complaints about any of them, right? So okay. then, it, then it comes about how big do you want it to be? Is it actually going to become the the school computer that they take with them? Because in that case, you don't want to get a fifteen inch laptop because it's going to be big and heavy um, yes. to port around. So there is a Dell gaming laptop at fifteen hundred dollars but it's a 15.6-inch laptop, it's going to be heavy. It's not going to be a good, you know, travel-around school kind of laptop. The Surface laptop, the Lenovo Yoga S7, great laptops at that price point um, with the i5 processor. If you want to understand what's a little bit less than that, you know, at the the $1,000-odd dollar mark, Mm $1,100, again, there's a Lenovo and a HP. In fact, um, the HP has an Intel Core i5 processor, so I'd, I'd have a look at that and go, okay. oh, what's this going to be like? But my guess is it's going to be a bigger and heavier laptop. So there's, right. that's the kind of concessions you get made. Unfortunately, given you're in lockdown, you're not going to be able to go and touch and feel these things. You right. will need to look closely. As much as I'd say read the reviews, here's the thing about reviews. You're a, a laptop is a very personal thing. Some people prefer the look, the feel um, of a certain style of laptop. What yeah. you need to look at is... Find the actual manufacturer website, find out how much it weighs, and then weight, screen size, and processor. Those are the three most important things. And the fourth is the size of the hard drive. You're going to want at least 256 gigabytes. Okay. If you tick those four things off, weight, screen size, processor, and and, uh, size of hard drive, frankly, it doesn't matter what brand you get. They're all great. There's no no bad brands at at a major retailer. Um, you'll be able to do click and collect. You'll be able to get yourself something sweet that'll get you through the next few weeks or more. Or more, yeah. Okay, and will be a great school laptop um, uh, to, to take and carry and, and look after. When you buy one, just get a, get a nice 
well, this is not not relevant now for homeschooling, but get a nice um, case for it yeah. that, that's, that's got protection in it. So it's actually not just a sleeve. You don't want a sleeve. You want a, you want a sleeve that has um, foam or buffering in it of some sort. So, okay. so that the laptop is in a bag inside the school bag, right? Multiple okay. layers of support. And one last tip, when it does go in the school bag, find a bit of foam and put it at the bottom of the school bag. Okay. Because the number one problem you have is kids, well, they forget the sleeve, whatever. They put the laptop in the bag, which is fine. It's yeah. in the bag. Well done. But then they dump it on the ground. They dump yeah. the bag on the ground. And there's no buffer. There's no protection at the bottom of the, of the school bag. So yeah, if you put a little bit of foam or even inflatable air, you know, those uh, packaging stuff, at the yeah. bottom of the bag, wrap it in some um, uh, cloth so they can't see that there's plastic down there or foam, whatever it is, okay. you're, you're creating a little bit of shock absorption buffer there for them as well. Oh, good idea. Thank you so much. No Thank worries. Good times. Thanks. Enjoy. Thanks, Thanks very much. Okay, Bye. see ya. And uh, if you've got a question, I'm happy to help with that kind of uh, home shopping <laughs> as we are sitting in lockdown having a just a wonderful time. Um, and you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta spend that money to 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 get the right comfort in the school, uh, work from home, school home, but also that that's a purchase that's going to um, uh, outlive that child at school for a while anyway. So it's going to be perfect. Uh, get in touch anytime. Just go to the website eftm.com. Happy to help. Uh, take your calls anytime. You can go to the website eftm.com. Click on Ask Trev. G'day, Andrew. Uh, good day, Trev. How are you? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, thanks for um, calling me. Um, I've got a um, an old um, Android phone. Um, it's about five years old, and I'm looking to replace it. Um, what do you got? What's the current one? Uh, it's a, a Moto G um, third generation. Yep. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's running sort of really slow no matter what I do. And, yeah, obviously the batteries, <laughs> um, you know, has to be recharged yeah. a lot more often and that sort of thing. Yeah. You've got a good life out of it. There's no doubt about that. Do you yeah, um, do you have a lust over a particular phone? Is there a budget you've got in mind? Yeah. Um, like in terms of phones, well, I, I prefer probably a, a non-sort um, of Chinese manufactured one, to be honest. I, I guess the, the main concern there is, you know, about potential sort of spyware. So I think it, it probably mainly leaves me with, I guess, um, Samsung and, and Asus, to be honest. I don't know if there's many other any other sort of, you know, non-Chinese manufactured brands out there. But, um, You're right. Yeah, I mean, terms- Samsung is probably the, the only one you'll get at a major retailer that's um, going to give you the warranty and support that you need across the across the world and across Australia, most particularly under Australian consumer law. So, you know, I have no problem recommending a Samsung to you. Um, and the great thing, I guess, outside of, um, of anything else is they do have pretty much something in every budget. Um it's really just a matter of what do you do most with it? What what are you expecting it to do? Uh, I don't really need much out of it, to be honest, just for sort of mostly using basic things. But, but one of the things that's actually making it difficult for me is I'd prefer to get it probably, you know, maximum size for about 6.1 inches, which is proving to be quite challenging because, yeah, as, as you know, these days probably the average size is, is pretty much around the the six and a half inch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, even, um, uh, even the, the, the cheaper Samsungs are... Uh, are pushing the um, are pushing the screen sizes. Um, you're right about ASUS, but that's a crazy end phone you're looking at there. If you if you go down that path, um, yeah. I I think that you know if we just I'm just trying to think out loud here, but the again those lower end Samsungs, the, the I'm just reluctant to go to the very very cheapest. 
and, you know, 6.4-inch screen on the A52. The, the thing I'd say to you about screen size is are you thinking that the screen on your current phone is a certain size and, and you want the, the current the new phone to be a similar size in the hand? Uh, not so much that because I, I actually tried one in, in the stores a, a few months ago. I think it was about a, a six-and-a-half-inch and, a half inch and uh, it, it barely fit in my jeans pocket, which is quite a, a large pocket, so obviously – so that's why I guess I, you know, I'm looking for a, a smaller size because I know, like for example, um, even with the older Samsungs like the the S10 and the S10, like the because they utilise more of the the screen size in the phone dimensions, it's actually like for example, the S10 is actually pretty much I think it's only a, a fraction higher than my current phone. Yeah, and that so that's that, my point is uh, you know a bigger screen to a compared to a five year old phone doesn't actually mean most likely a bigger phone. I think the problem here is, mate, you're, you're, you're torn between two worlds. One where you've got a very specific need in terms of screen size, and Samsung know full well that bigger screens are selling and they sell better, and that's why all their phones at the top and the bottom level have big screens. Um, I'm trying to remember whether the A52 that I had, yeah, that's a 6.5-inch, you know, but it didn't feel like a big phone to me. That's That's kind of why I'm at it. But the thing is, once you rule out China... You rule out all your options, mate. Yeah. And yeah, I look, no, I'm, mate. I'm not going to try and tell you, you know, and try and convince you otherwise, but ain't no spyware on these phones, mate. It's never been proven. I think, it's, think it should be pretty safe. Honestly, find me an example of actual spyware on a Chinese-made phone in Australia or in America, frankly, and I'll buy you a new phone. It, it's just, it just doesn't exist, mate. It's... It's solid hype, and I get the if, – if you, if you were the Prime Minister ringing me and saying, mate, what phone should I get? I'd say, mate, get, get, get a BlackBerry from the old days and hold on to it, no. right? Because I'd worry yeah. about any phone and how it's used. Frankly, an iPhone obviously has the best level of privacy and encryption and, and all those things. If you could stretch yourself, I'd get an iPhone um, 12 mini. Um, sure, it's made in China, but it ain't got no Chinese spyware on it. But the reality is there's no spyware on a Huawei phone, let alone an Oppo, um, you know, a Vivo, a Realme, a TCL. They're great phones, very reliable, and you open yourself up to a much wider range of options at uh, with, with lot smaller screen sizes. And compared to your five-year-old phone, they're going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think, like, say, for example, I know, would it, would it be risky to buy an old phone, like, for example, the the Samsung Galaxy S10 or S10, because I know they, they came out early 2019 and, like, in terms of, I don't know, updates and that sort of stuff, I, I guess. I mean, look, you know, risky in terms of uh, compared to your current phone? No, it would still be much better and awesome. Um, is, yeah. there a, is there a life to the number of app updates that Samsung and, and Android do generally? Yes, there is, and it's nowhere near as long as Apple. Um, will it just stop working? No. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the difference is, like, is it going to last you five years? Maybe not. Is it going to yeah. last you four years? Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's very incremental, and and I think that if that phone appeals to you, then try and grab one, mate. Try and nab one for sure. Yeah, I was also probably like I had a few other requirements. One one of the important one was to have sort of you know decent stereo speakers because I'd like to to listen to music from it, but like even probably mostly without headphones. So that was sort of a, an important consideration. Mate, and honestly, the, I, I was playing with um, and I reviewed this at the website. Um, I was playing with the JBL Go 3 the other day. Tiny, palm of your hand, Bluetooth speaker, 59 bucks. I don't know why anyone would sit and listen to their phone 
when you can get when you can get a great Bluetooth speaker that certainly gives you the oomph, let alone fills a room for fifty bucks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're going to go to the trouble of watching a movie on a smartphone screen, put a speaker next to it. Like I, I was listening last night to a bit of audio on the iPhone, and it was good because it went left and right, and I could pick that up. And but there's no way it was great. <laughs> Like it's, yeah. it's good for what it is, but you got to remember what it is is a speaker the size of, smaller than your pinky fingernail. Like it's tiny. Oh. So oh, yeah. what are you ever going to expect from the, the speakers on a smartphone? They are always going to improve. They are always going to talk about how they're better than last year's and stuff, but they ain't nothing like just putting it next to an actual Bluetooth speaker and, and enjoying the sound, whether it's a movie or music. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I understand that, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um yeah, all right. Um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I think your heart says get the S10. I say just consider some of the other brands in the market. Worst case scenario, get yourself the Galaxy A52 or A72 and compromise just a tiny bit on screen size and you've got a phone that's going to last you six plus years. Yeah, probably my my budget would be probably up to about, say, around 550 I guess, if it was worth – like, I'd prefer probably under 400 but if it was worthwhile spending a little bit more. Yep. Um, so, look, the Samsung at um, – uh, let, let's just say 500 right? Let's let's just assume we can top it all out at around 500 okay? Um, yep. The, the Galaxy A series phone that you're looking at is the Galaxy A32 at 499 bucks. That's a 6.4-inch display with a triple, or it might even be a quad camera on the back. The only compromise is 0.3 of an inch. And remember, that's diagonal too, so I'm not even sure that's that's not even 0.4 of an inch in height or width. Great phone. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I I guess I'm just worried about it. Yeah, you know, possibly. Possibly slipping out of my my pocket, um, but because uh, otherwise, if it wasn't for that, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, wouldn't be so much worried about the the size. But it's just yeah, just making sure it fits snugly in the in the pocket. I suppose. But, get, uh, get tighter jeans, mate. Get tighter jeans. <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right, yeah. Andrew. Good luck, mate. All right, thanks, Trevor. All right, no worries. And uh, if you've got a question like Andrew, as complex as it may be, that was a very unique set of circumstances there that Andrew presented. Um, I'm not sure I could have met any of uh, any of those full needs, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you've got an idea. Uh, let me know. Go to the website, EFTM.com. Well, last week it was Herschel from Perth. Um, this week I've drawn another winner. We've drawn another winner. Every Monday at lunchtime we draw a winner to the LG OLED giveaway. We have one more to give away after today. Um, so you can still be in the running. Uh, download the EFTM app on iPhone, and um, you can also download it on Android. The only purpose of the app on Android is to get an EFTM ID, which is your entry code for the competition. Uh, if you're on Android, if you're on iPhone, though, you can download the app. You can also get your EFTM ID, but most importantly, you can see all of our great content. And please turn on notifications, enable little pop-ups for when we publish new content. We don't publish a lot every day, um, so you won't be overrun with them but it's just nice to know that you saw it first. It's amazing to me, and no disrespect to those members of the Man Cave who post these things, but it's funny how I often jump in and I see people posting articles from other websites, and it's like, I wrote that this morning or yesterday or two days ago, but I get it. You know, How do you know that I wrote it? That was the entire premise of the app. You're not coming to the website every minute of the day. I get that. And also, Facebook is useless for disseminating information. 
So the notification, and I've tested it. When I click publish on an article, it's seconds and that notification appears. So you're literally finding out the minute we publish. That's how it works. It's automatic. You choose tech, cars, or lifestyle, or all of them, and you're getting that notification. Really is that simple. So, uh, yeah, tick that box, hit that button. So this week's winner, this week's winner uh, is Peter. Peter from the Gold Coast. So, of course, we need to give him a call. Hello? Is that Peter? Yeah. Peter, I need to advise you this phone call is being recorded for uh, competition purposes. It's Trevor Long calling. How are you, mate? Good. How's yourself? Oh, not as good as you. Why is that? You've just won an LG OLED 48-inch TV and an Xbox Series oh. X. Oh, how good is that? <laughs> oh. Of course, oh. I have to work out how to get it to you. <laughs> well, I'm only on the Gold Coast. Yeah, only, but I'm in Sydney and I'm in lockdown. So, uh, so are we. Yeah, I know. So I hear my thoughts are with you. Yeah, um, I'm busy too. So, mate, I, um, I'm really excited for you, mate. It's a, have you got an I'm Xbox excited, or an OLED mate. or any? What do, you, what do you got? Big pardon? Have you got an Xbox or an OLED already? No. no. You got kids? Yeah, me. Beautiful. That's what we want to hear. That's exactly what I want to hear, mate. You got, do you know the best thing? Flight Simulator just came out on Xbox. So get yep. yourself that game. Do you, yeah. have, have, do you have any love or, th- or thought about flight sim? Yeah, when I used to have PCs, I used to fly the Microsoft one. Yeah, and that, mate, <laughs> you're about to be blown away by the quality of the current one. It's unbelievable. It's uh, yeah. so much fun. You don't need to buy all the gear. You can just use the Xbox controller, and it's, uh, yeah, it's an awesome game, mate. So uh, well Beautiful. done. How, you only joined Thank the Man you. Cave about a month ago. How did you find out about the comp? Um, just through the info and stuff like that, and... You know, I follow you, and because I'm just about to um, launch a YouTube live stream channel and everything for Generation X to help them with technology. Yeah, right. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. yeah so, well, um, mate, then this is brilliant. You'll be able to uh, you'll be able to tell them how bloody good an OLED TV is <laughs> as as yeah. one of your things, mate. That'll be awesome. Well, mate, That's... really happy for you. Really excited, and uh, mate, yeah. I'll I will send you an email so that you can send me your address and stuff, and we can find a courier that'll deliver to the Gold Coast uh, your you're Xbox a... and your uh, OLED TV. You're a good man, and then when I do some reviews, I'll do one on the telly. You mentioned you. Good on you, mate. You're yeah, a good man. No. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks, Trevor. Enjoy. Appreciate it. <laughs> My pleasure, mate. My pleasure. And uh, you can be in the running for that last TV. There's one TV left. There's one Xbox left. Um, super exciting. And uh, we've now got two winners, uh, Herschel in uh, Perth and Peter in the Gold Coast. And uh, happy days. How good is winning a brand new TV worth like two and a half, three grand plus an Xbox? Good times. Thank you for listening. Trevor Long taking your calls. Tech questions, any of them, throw them at me. Go to the website, eftm.com. G'day, Sarah. Hello. Hi. Sarah, what can I do for you? Um, I recently um, changed phones to a Google Pixel. What did you have before and, that? Um, an LG. Okay. You are living um, on the edge. I love it. Oh, and before that, I had an iPhone, so right. <laughs> a bit of wow. everywhere. And you know what? It's really interesting to hear someone that's gone from iPhone, not just to, to cross to Android, but to, to LG. 
and then to Google. I mean, they're good, I know. They're good choices, I, yeah. Sarah. I'd have nothing, nothing bad to say. <laughs> I'm going to just try everything and give it all a go. <laughs> Very good. What's What's the question about the Google? Um, now, I know that um, iPhone um, has kind of like their own protection, but in regards to Android, I just want to make sure that my phone is protected and I'm yeah. just not 100% sure um, how to do that from viruses and, and whatever and you, else. Yeah, you mean uh, software protection, not <clears throat> not physical protection and, and bumps and yes, bruises. Yeah, software protection, sorry. So there's two layers of, of kind of any internet security protection. One of them is, you know, essentially stopping infection of the actual device. So back in the old days, that was antivirus for a computer. That stopped your computer getting an infection. You can still mm-hmm. get that for your phone. Um, most of the time it's bundled in a, just a little package of internet security. I've actually got a segment, I actually think it's meant to be Thursday this week, on the Today Show, and I've got a couple of examples. Norton and Trend Micro, for example, I think they're 29 and $39 each. Um, mm-hmm. And they basically offer a level of, of uh, security protection. What it does is it, it scans apps when you download them because that's the biggest risk on an Android phone is you download an app that isn't actually the app it says it is. It's got some um, you know malicious software or intent behind it, and that's what you want the, the protection to stop. So yeah. that's an easy one. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then there's kind of your your own kind of self-protection. And that means stopping you going places you shouldn't um, on the internet and also protecting your identity. I, I'm sure many do it, but the one that I have an affiliation with is, is Trend Micro, and that's I've just spent so long talking about it that I know it but like the back of my hand. They do <laughs> web, web, web protection, which basically means that when you click a link in a browser, they go, should Sarah be going here? Not because it's inappropriate, but because they know this site has malicious software on it. They know this site is a scam. So they'll kind of stop you going there. And the okay. other one is you, you, give, you, you tell Trend your email address and, and they know your passwords and things. They'll actually scan the dark web, the place where the underworld criminals are, and they'll see if your information is out there and they'll let you know. I get an email okay. every week saying, um, no, um, you know, hundreds of new threats found, none of them affected you. And, and it's a nice peace of mind every week to go, oh, okay, I'm sweet. Um, and, and I, you know, you can get protection for your passport number, your credit card number, anything. So it's very good to have that layer of protection. So what I'm saying to you is it's actually more important to look after yourself as it is your software. And I think mm-hmm. Trend Micro would be a winner for you in that one. So you've got a good phone in the Google Pixel. Um, install Trend Micro Internet Security on there, and you're off and running. Okay, thank you so much. My pleasure, Sarah. You um, you're in Perth. Yes, I am. Uh, yeah. How's life in freedom? Um, yeah, it's good. I you, you all think we're crazy, health. don't you? Sorry. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Okay. That's so, a change for me. No, no. I was going to say it's 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 yeah. still the front line there, but. Um, I have friends in Western Australia who just love rubbing into me that you're, um, well, you're not at all affected essentially as we Admittedly, are. Admittedly, it is like good. It is. Mm. It does feel good. Like, and I, my heart goes out for those in the East Coast. It's horrible. Well, all I would say to you is just be careful you don't get complacent because I'm not saying Sydney was complacent, but we certainly thought it was under control, and I think that's why it got out of control. Um, but I, but I, and I, I'm not telling you to suck eggs when I, I hope I hope you're already vaccinated as a healthcare worker. So, uh, yeah, no, I am. Good yep. luck. Stay safe. <laughs> enjoy the beaches, and um, we'll think. Well, you think about us as more than we'll think about you. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Good on you. Thanks for getting in touch, Sarah. There in uh, Perth, loving life outside of lockdown. That's life. We're all good. We'll all get through it together, as they say. <laughs> Happy to take your calls. 
Uh, go to the website, EFTM.com. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. If you've got a tech question, just go to the website, EFTM.com. Happy to take your calls uh, anytime at all, and we'll uh, we'll get you on the show. Uh, Tony's on the line. G'day, Tony. Yeah, hi, Trev. How are you? Yeah, really good, mate. What can I do for you? Um, I've been looking at 75-inch um, flat screen. So Going bigger, are we, mate? Yeah, a little bit, but we've got a 55 at the moment, a, a Sony Bravia, and it's been it's sort of okay, but it's you know a bit average. You know, the difference between a 55 and a 75 is so much more than just the 20 inches, because that, that measure diagonally is actually, it's such a massive jump up, and you're going to absolutely love it. So what are you looking at? Which ones? Uh, I'm sort of tossing between the LG and the Samsung. They're probably, mm. you know, I've looked at the Hisense and all them, but they're, they're okay, but they're, um, I don't know, just not a premium brand are they look i would argue hisense is a premium brand um but you know when you put them side by side you're definitely getting value from hisense so you can actually spend less to get a similar quality um and i would argue most people would absolutely not discern the difference between the two but it does depend on your on your Mm -hmm. personal style and and your ability to really pick the pick the greatness so what sort of budget we're looking at a couple of grand yeah yeah no no more than that um, I've looked at yeah a couple um, at a few of the um, regular spots around. Yeah. Um, some, some are OLED, some are QLED, and uh, so what's the difference there? Okay, so OLED is without any question the the best TV technology. Um, okay. And so if you if you imagine that on every screen there's a couple of million pixels. Okay, yep. so um, uh, I'm just going to look it up because I want to have the right number number of pixels in 4K. There are well, it's 3,000 by, I'm going to get out the calculator and everything here, right? So 3840 by 2160, I think it is. So mm-hmm. there's 8.3 million pixels on the screen, okay, on a, on a 4K screen. Now, on an OLED, each one of those pixels, every single one lights itself up when it's when, when there's color required. On an, on an LED, whether it's nanocell, QLED, ULED, anything else. The pixels are lit behind them. So behind the pixels is where the light comes from. And uh, like backlight, yep. Yeah, so the backlight, the cheaper the TV, the less light there is. <laughs> so on, on the cheapest of TVs, there's probably one, um, there's probably lights on the side, which we call edge lit, and they shine in behind the pixels. On the, on the last couple of years' worth of TVs, what they do is they separate it out into zones. And the zones might be as small as a 10-cent piece or they might be as big as a, a, a CD. And, and those zones light up and down depending on how much light's required for that area. So that's right. the fundamental difference between OLED and LED. Now, in between that, there is a new technology. And I've got to say, I've, for the first time, got one in the lounge room here at the EFTM office um, um, Samsung call it Neo QLED, Hisense call it uh, Mini LED, and LG have a completely another name for it. But it's essentially this new teeny tiny mini LED. And so for that, in the size of a 10 cent piece where one of them used to have an LED light, there's now hundreds of LED lights. Okay. It's not pixel for pixel, but bloody hell, it's so good. The thing is, at the $2,000 price point, you're not looking at any of those technologies. Let me, nah, let's be nah. honest, you're not looking at OLED, let alone um, mini LED. So the compa- what you're looking at is probably an LG Nano cell and a Samsung QLED. Would I be right? Yes, exactly. Yep. 
So those those are very, very similar technologies. The Q in the QLED is quantum dot, and it's a thin layer of film that sits over the top of the, the LED screen that helps enhance the picture. It helps bring more color out. It helps improve viewing angles and all these different things. Nanocell is the same thing. It's a nanocell. It's a, it's a layer of nanocells that do essentially the same thing as the Q. So in reality, nanocell versus QLED, ultimately very similar. Really does come down to the best deal you can get and what you what you like to watch in terms of apps and things. Which uh, Are you signed up to many streaming apps? Yeah, we've got uh, Netflix and um, and uh, Foxtel. Okay, so Foxtel is available on both Samsung and LG's platforms, so there's no issue there if you've got the <coughs> um, streaming version of that. So you're not yep. going to notice any any major difference between the two of them. I would just drive the hardest bargain you can out of out of the retailer, mate. Either one, yeah. See what yeah. you can. I can't yeah. imagine you're going to be disappointed. I'm so torn for you because I do love the the Samsung uh, menu system, the user interface. But I also love the LG remote control, the Magic Remote. It's like a yep. mouse on the screen that you wave the remote and point. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, mate, there's there's benefits to each of them. There really, really is. Okay, so that's that's good. Yep, um, pretty much that's all. Oh, the refresh rate too. That was the other thing. Yeah, I think um, you'll find very similar refresh rates at that price point from the two big brands. So the, what are they around a hundred? Are they? Or? Yeah, you might yeah, hundred to one hundred and twenty. You'll get something. You're not going to get 200 hertz refresh rate, I don't think, at that price. No, uh, they're about four grand. I'll check that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but mate, um, are your eyes really going to notice? Normal, yeah, normal footy and stuff like that. It's um, you're not going to really. The one we've got at the moment is a is a 50. So, and it's okay with the you know. I was just going to say, mate. Football. Most people wouldn't notice the difference. I, I truly believe that. I know that some people are listening and throwing their their headphones out because I'm I'm talking rubbish, but. And if you're one of those people that can tell the difference between 60 and 120, good luck to you. Yes. I, I can't. Yeah. So right. go big, go home and enjoy, mate. You'll you'll love either of them, I'm sure. Okay, that sounds great, mate. Thanks. Good thanks on you, Tony. Thank, thanks, thanks very man. much for getting in touch. Good on you, mate. And if you uh, if you need me to go shopping for you, always happy to. Um, and if you need me to clarify what something means, you know, that's simple. That's a simple question, which, you know, I overlook sometimes, don't I, with the, the whole thought of, um, you know, should I be, what's OLED? I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, some people don't know. And maybe I need to remember that it's more often that um, that a lot of people still need those basics explained. And I, I agree with that. Happy to help anytime I can. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. All right, a big week for digital wallets this week with Apple announcing a world first here in Australia. Uh, health insurance cards are now available in the Apple wallet. So this means if you've got private health insurance through, I think it's Medibank, NIB, a couple others, you can now download their app. You can log in like you normally would to see your account, but you can now add your card to Apple Wallet. Now, I want to be clear, that's not just a you know loyalty card style thing where it shows you a barcode or a membership number. This is a genuinely working digital payment card. When you normally go, and like my example is a dentist. When I go to the dentist, they say, you got your health insurance card. I'm like, oh, I'm in Medibank. And I forget it sometimes, and then my wife has to go back and do it because she goes there more than I do. Anyway, I take the card, and they say, let's tap the card, and then they get money from the health insurer, right? And then I pay the gap. So with this new system, the Apple Pay health insurance card is integrated with the high caps payment system. <clears throat> now, let's give an example. $200 worth of medical work, right? Let's say I have a dental something or other happen. 
I go out and they go, well, let's process your health insurance first. And so they put in the details and it's like $150 that the health insurer is going to pay the dentist on my behalf. So I open Apple Pay and I tap it and my health insurance card is recognized and authorized. And then they say it's a $50 gap and then I tap Apple Pay again and there's my $50 done. I haven't actually done it. I think that's how it works. It'd be amazing if it was one process, um, but I don't think it is. I think it's two separate payments. But think about how awesome that is, the flexibility that creates um, and the ability for you never to have to carry your wallet again. I mean, I haven't carried a wallet in a couple of years, but the one card we leave lying around at the front of the house near the keys is, is the Medi- Medibank card so that when I go to the doctor or the, the dentist, I've got that ready to go. So now I don't need to. Now, the other thing that happened this week was that Scott Morrison made this very quick, simple um, reference to the immunisation certificates for COVID-19 being available on Google and Apple payment um, wallets, digital wallets. So I had a look, open up the Express Plus Medicare app, log in, and this works on Google and Apple, Go to your immunization history, scroll down and view your digital COVID-19 digital certificate. And there's an option there on an iPhone to add to Apple Wallet and on an Android phone to save to phone with Google Pay. You do that and when you double-click your Apple Wallet, I can now see my Australian government COVID-19 certificate. Boom, big green thing, easy to done. And I've got proof now that I'm vaccinated. It's very cool. Now... Uh, it's not interactive like the one in the app is, which is fine. I worry that it's easily <laughs> forged because I could just show a screenshot, but hopefully people ask for a digital version of it. Maybe it's transmitting an NFC code, which is my document number. I don't know. We'll have to find all that out when it gets when we work at how it works. But it's very cool. Very, very good. And I, the other thing I think is great is um, that we know they know how to take something from an app into the Apple Wallet. So let's get let's get pressure on to make the Medicare card go into the Apple Wallet as well. Because I just need my Medicare card so I know the number. Most of the time, you just know the number. Even if it's not tap and go-ish, it'd still be really cool if I had the number right there. So that'd be a cool advance. So yeah, get on that, folks. Download the Medicare uh, Express Plus Medicare app. Get your immunization certificate in and get it done. While you're there, get vaccinated. (laughs) Okay. If you're not vaccinated, get an appointment sometime between now and Christmas, so that we're all sorted, okay? I've had my two jabs, and I did it because I wanted it. I did it because I wanted the freedoms that come from it, and there are no freedoms yet. So let's get to the number that creates freedoms. It sounds like it's going to be about 50% in New South Wales will give us some um, freedom from lockdowns, and then when we get to 70% and 80%, we get some real opening up of this country again. It's what we need. It's how we're going to get through it, and it's about bloody time. The other thing I'd say to you is it's all a bit tiring, and I get that. I've stopped watching the press conference. I've stopped listening to too much um, news radio about it. I've stopped looking at Twitter about it. Just enjoy the Olympics. Enjoy, enjoy the things that make you smile. And yeah, watch the 6 o'clock news every night. That's what I do. That's how I get my summary of the day's news and important information. But isn't it also interesting to think about how if you switch off, how little information you get and whether that's a good or a bad thing. Because in reality... A lot of people, if they're not watching the press conference, for example, are they getting the information at all? And in fact, is this the problem? Now, they, they skirted around this for weeks, but the problem in southwestern Sydney is a language barrier. Multiculturalism is such a great part of our city that it's a problem. 
Now, out of context, that's a solid quote you could take away from me, but I worked at SBS for eight years, <clears throat> and I can tell you, language barrier is real. And the role that people, companies like SBS play in disseminating information is vital. What are we doing to ensure that the information is disseminated? It's only the last couple of weeks they've started using SBS to um, translate that press conference. But think about yourself, even in English, outside of the media, how are you getting the information? Shouldn't the government send us all text messages or something when lockdowns are enforced? Even the pop-ups from the Service New South Wales app. I'm not sure there's enough information coming directly to us as individuals from the government. So, I don't know. It's a fascinating one. I think there's a lot to learn about this in terms of communications. But the bottom line is we ain't going nowhere. We ain't getting out of this until we're all vaccinated, folks. So, get on. Make an appointment. And if you're worried in any way, don't speak to your neighbour. Don't speak to some idiot on Facebook. Speak to a doctor, your doctor, about what you should do. It's the only person that can help you with that. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. Get in touch. Go to the website, EFTM.com. G'day, Dave. G'day, Trevor. How are you going? Yeah, really good. What can I do for you, mate? Wait, um, I just bought a Tesla 3. You what? And uh, loving, loving the car. Oh, my hatred for you has escalated like, <laughs> like the political worm during a Laurie Oaks debate. Yeah, yeah, mate. I look at look, I'm a terrible show off with it as well. I have <laughs> got the uh, the summon function. It was raining at the uh, shopping centre the other day, and I, I got the car to come to me and open the boot. And Where do <laughs> you live? Out and jumped in. I was actually up at Foster. I live in Armadale, but I was at Foster at the time, and it was. Uh, yeah, Hang on, just stop for a second here. You live in Armadale. You you yeah. were in Foster, and you're driving yeah. a Model Three. So talk me through the living. Is this your first electric car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's what's the experience like? Because you're, it's not like there's a supercharger near you. Well, yeah, there's. Uh, it's not really a problem. There are a couple of superchargers around, but the uh, the NRMA chargers are really good. But, yep. You know, they're they're, they're two hundred and fifty kilometres an hour or something, <laughs> and it's about three hundred kilometres to from from the tomb, so we can just uh, drop it down and get it there. But you know, we just trickle it up overnight, and uh, you know, we we keep it you know, at eighty percent all the time. And because in your yeah. in your average day, what are you driving? How many k's? Well, we've been, actually, interesting enough, we only do mainly longer trips. Right. So I've only had it. I've had it six weeks, and we put four thousand kilometres on. So, yeah, so you're kind of the problem. opposite to the average. Um, you know, obviously, you live in the country, so you know you're not doing forty k's a day. On average, you're doing longer trips. Yeah, yeah, we are, and that's sort of you know we're finding that the obviously the range the the, the range that they advertise is a little lower than what you get, of course. Well, and, I believe uh, Tesla has um, updated. I don't know when you bought it. Say six weeks ago. When did you order it? Oh, two weeks before that. Really? You got it that yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now we, we actually could have driven one out, but we had to just, uh, we bought it in Queensland and we had to get it re-registered, that's all. Oh, wow. Brand new, like not not, um, yeah, yeah, not custom order. That's brilliant. Oh, no, just found, yeah, they, they had it in inventory, so it was what, great. Um, what did you think the range was? Was it just standard or long range? What did you get? No, long, got long range. You got the so long range. Over 500 k's. Yeah, so they say 580. What do you think you're getting? On around town, no worries at all. Like if I was just driving in and out of town in the city, I'd, I'd kill that. Yes. On on, on the country, three fifty. Yeah, I was going to say because when we drove the Model X from Brisbane to Adelaide, it was fascinating to us to see that at eighty k's an hour, no dramas. Take it to one hundred and ten, and you start to really churn through. It's the complete opposite of a petrol car, right? A petrol car yeah, it is, around it is. town, it's like, geez, our, our Kia Carnival is doing like 15 litres per 100, but when I take it on the highway, it's like seven or eight. So it's the complete opposite, isn't it, for an electric car? Yeah, yeah, and it's good for us because so when we go from Armadale to Gloucester, it's all downhill. 
Yeah, and okay. it actually put stuff. You know, when we got Bridget, in the elevator, yeah. it's sort of it's it's great. We're putting we're putting power back. Mate, can you go but, and have uh, lunch at my mum's pub and show us? She'd be blown away. Um, well, I've actually I've been there on my motorbike, but I haven't actually been there oh, in the car. Don't don't turn up in a motorbike; she'll be grumpy at you. She's she's not the <laughs> nicest person in terms of customer service. She, I, I inherited my grumpiness from her. Now, I run the Facebook page and the and the and the Google reviews, and it's funny trying to reply to the people that say the woman behind the bar was a complete boop. And it's like, you know what? She's just treating you like family. That's that's the way we all are. It's all good. Oh, <laughs> oh I didn't actually have that experience. We actually loved it. It was a good feed. It was quiet. Well, just remember, but, uh, if you're ever at the Walker Road Hotel, lead with the fact that you know me, and hopefully you'll get good service. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't going to drop that one just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, then, mate, congratulations. That's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for you. And you would, there wouldn't be many around Armadale, would there? No, no, I don't, don't know anyone. There's an EJA. Yeah. The, right. uh, the, the cruise remedy can't charge it up in Armadale because apparently the plug doesn't fit the NRMA one. Really? It should? Yeah. No, well, you know, he doesn't have a family or something. Wow, that's quite interesting. Um, Yeah, but, you know, it's funny because I, I laughed when you said I'm a show-off with it because that's essentially, a, that's a qualifier for owning a Tesla. You have to be a show-off. Yeah. That whole sum and function, it, it looks a bit slow when it comes out, but it's just, it's pretty cool. Hey, and it's raining. You know, you you talk to your old mates and you say, yeah, I'll show you the motor. And you pop the front and yep. you've got all your gear in there. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> and so what were you looking to get out of me, mate? So you're looking at dash cams, but not for the not mate, for the yeah, Tesla. Yeah, yeah, in the Tesla. I was cruising along the other day and this mad guy tried to overtake the car in front of me. And uh, there was a, he was overtaking an old plater. This car coming the other way. <laughs> Cars were going everywhere. It was a bit exciting for a moment. And I actually, you hit the uh, the dash cam and it records the last five minutes. Well, yep. It fades the last five minutes on me. Yep. And I thought, oh, wow, I love that function. I said, because uh, I do a bit of adventure bike riding, so I get on my motorbike and I'm yeah, we are out in the scrub and you know, someone's always falling off or something stupid, and we just see some amazing things like. So explain adventure bike to me. What what do you mean by that? You're going off road. Yeah, so you're mainly using dirt roads and trails and fire trails and all that sort of stuff, and it's a registered bike, but it's a big bike, so as you can actually, you know, mine's 800 cc's, so you can actually ride the highways to get there in comfort. It's yep. the type of bike you ride around the country on, and you just, you know, it's, it's like driving in a in a fair lane. It's a beautiful, comfortable thing to drive on but yep. it's got knobby tires big suspension so you can get off get off the big track and that's yeah, the whole right. thing so you're not actually trying to you know mess with, you know, mess with all the traffic all the time you go into some places we chuck a big gear in totally and uh, there's some yeah, it's really good fun. the thing is on a motorbike is there's a lot less i mean obviously you know i guess you could use a car one but that'd be mad because they make specific bike ones with these very small little lipstick cams. I think oh, that's what I call them anyway. They're from a TV Well, They're a lipstick cam. Tiny little thing that would sit on the back and front. So you can, you've got forward and backwards most of the time. Um, you're not going to find them at JB's. You're going to need to go to a specialist. Um, and I know there are specialists. There's a company called Motorcycle Dash Cams, for crying out loud. That's all they do. Um, and, you know, you're looking at 250 to 350 bucks, but it looks like... Um, you know, from the very little research I've done, it looks looks very smart. I mean, it looks like you're getting all the all the features of a of a car dash cam, which is you know automatic recording and all that kind of stuff. Um, without the because the thing I don't, I'll be honest, I don't like is seeing cyclists and motorcyclists using GoPros and stuff. Because, mate, a GoPro ain't going to record based on an accident. So I'll give you a worst case scenario. And I know you're not talking about accidents. You're talking about recording the crazy things you see. But, you know, if you have an accident and you're on the side of the road and you're in a bush track for two hours, three hours, and the the GoPro um, runs out of battery halfway there, it hasn't recorded it. Whereas on a, 
on a um, action cam, uh, sorry, a, a dash cam, it's constantly powered and it's constantly looping the recording. So there's a lot of advantages to it. I couldn't give you a brand recommendation though, mate, because I've never tried one. Yeah, well, you know, we I've, I've run a GoPro for ages, got a lot of mountain biking as well. But yep. uh, I found that they go, exactly that with a GoPro is great, but you always got to remember to turn it on and you turn, turn it on, on just after charge it happens. Yeah. Then you have to troll through all the footage yeah. to find the stuff that you're looking for. Whereas, you know, and that's what I've found because I've never used a dash cam before. And with the Tesla one, you just push the button, it gets you the last five minutes. You go in yeah. and there it is. And it's uh, you can find the stuff you want to keep. I'll tell you the one um, thing that, really that you'll be blown away with is quality. Um, because with the greatest respect to your Tesla fanboy status, the Tesla dash cam is rubbish. Because, oh, really? Good. Because it's not a dash cam. It's, it's, the, it's the cameras. It's the sensors. It's the smarts of the car. It just happens to be recordable, right? And also, it's better now because they let you record all the angles and stuff. But in terms of actual video quality, last time I looked at one anyway, it was very yellowed out. It's just, mate, there's much better quality you can get. Um with a wind, Stephen Fennick, my mate, has a Tesla, and he's he uses a Blackview dash cam mounted on the windscreen because it's just so much better quality um, than you get from the inbuilt cameras on the Tesla. But um, but you've got the Tesla; it's working fine. You don't need to change that. But mate, you'd be blown away by what you get on the bike. Right. Well, because I just saw a, um, I put a post on one of the adventure bike uh, Facebook pages, mm. and a guy came back with a, with a camera called an Nova. Innova, uh, or something like that, uh-huh. and um, I thought I'd go and have a look at one of those, but they're about nine hundred bucks. Yeah, I, I mean, whether they have the same functionality, whereas you just push that button, and it just grabs that clip from just before. So, what normally happens with um, with a dash cam? So this, so it's interesting you say that's that the Tesla is the first dash cam you've used because it doesn't operate like most dash cams in in essence. Um, a normal dash cam is constantly recording. And and essentially, so if I if I go to my little Mazda three or Mazda two, sorry, right now sitting in the driveway, it's got a dash cam in it. Um, it's got days worth of recording of it just being parked in the driveway because it's just constantly rolling. Um, whenever there's uh, motion around the car or or the car's bumped or when, whenever we're on the road, it's it's recording. I've never pressed the button to save the footage because I've never needed to. I know, I know that I can just go home, take out the SD card and just look at all the footage and it's in increments. And if you do want to save it, you press the button, it saves it into a separate folder, like they call it um, kind of locked normally on a dash cam. And then, of course, the most important thing that you get from a proper dash cam, which would also be on the Tesla, is if there's an accident, i.e. detects a really heavy G-shock, um, it'll record that motion as well and save it and lock it so that it won't be recorded over. Ah, okay, yeah. Well, that's and look, and that's that's, that's the functionality you want. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, you know, that's that, absolutely that, as well as what you want. Being able to say because, cool footage when when stuff happens. Because, mate, again, that that terrible example. You 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 go off the edge of a road, and you know you're not you're just injured. You can't get up, and you're just waiting for help. Um, the dash cam keeps rolling because the I don't know the battery's still going, whatever. It, it and it after you know a couple of hours or whatever, an hour, it it records over itself. But because it detected the motion, because it had the G shock, it saves that time of motion. So, yeah, uh, I, I yeah, believe yeah. in a quick bit of research, you're right, the Innov uh, do have a solid reputation among dash cam owners. But also, you, yeah. can, get, you can get similar for a lot less. I, I, would, I would say that we've got a black view in our Kia Carnival, which is our family car. That's a $900 camera. I'd want, I want the best for my family. In the car that yeah. I take out now and then, I've got a Uniden dash view. It's 400 bucks. It's excellent but it's not my daily driver, so I'm not too stressed about it. So 
I don't know that you need to spend the 900 when, if you look around, there's plenty for 250, 300 that do the, the work of a dash cam. Yeah, okay, yeah, but I was just looking at the, you know, the functionality, because, you know, I've read a couple of web pages, and they don't talk about that actual functionality, and so you don't really know about them until you've used one. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. No, it's a good you, point. Best like to talk to it. it's, it's a very good point, mate, and I, I just had a caller talking about TVs, and they were asking what OLED, and I'm like, you know what, every now and then we've got to remind ourselves that the basics of this stuff that I hear about and talk about all the time is still new to a lot of people, so it's a, it's a good point, mate. So happy dash cam shopping. Enjoy, and um, enjoy showing off the Tesla around town, mate. Oh, mate, I'll do what I can. Just remember, there's no charger at the Walk Road Hotel. Although, Gary, mum's partner, does believe they should put one there. So I have been um, trying to convince them to put a charger in because it could be a nice little trickle top up while you're at lunch. Just the right spot. All right, mate. Cheers. Thanks, Charlie. Cheers, mate. See you, mate. And uh, if you've got a question, just go to the website, eftm.com. Trevor Long, taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, get in touch. G'day, Pat. Hi there, Trevor. How are you? Yeah, really good. What can I do for you? Yeah, I'm finding it hard to find an all-in-one PC mm-hmm. with um, an i7 or Ryzen 7 processor. There just doesn't seem to be any around. Well, I mean, there's a few. Even at JB Hi-Fi, there's, a, there's an MSI um, all-in-one with an Intel Core i7. But in, in reality... Um, you're, they are the, they're going to be the thinnest of the bunch in terms of supply because all-in-one is already a premium, um, and you're talking about some of the fastest and best processes, so most people aren't looking for that. They're just looking for something that'll just work. So, I mean, mm. if you look at, um, I mean, just at JB's, there's an Asus there that's 24-inch, beautiful-looking thing too, at 1400 bucks. Asus, A-S-U-S. Oh, yeah, Asus, yes, okay. Asus, there's an Asus, there's an MSI. Um, a couple Are they of MSIs. Any good, the MSI? Look, I've not any? personally used them, but now that they've broken fully mainstream, as in you know the mm. JB Hi-Fi, I, I, yeah. that's that's huge for them, and I think that's that's good for their reputation. It means you've got the backup and supporter just walking into JBs and saying, "I want my money back." Um, yeah. And remember, if you if you depends what you're looking to do with it, what are you looking to get out of it? Oh, various things. But like, uh, are we talking what, about video editing, gaming? What what what's the what's the what's yeah, the video, highest you're going to push it? Yeah, video. So look, I would I would want you to try and make sure that you're getting all the the bells and whistles out of that. Um, so the ASUS at fourteen hundred bucks, I'm tipping the the one point or the one terabyte hard drive is not solid state. Um, when okay. I look at it, actually, it's split. There's one terabyte that's hard drive and half a terabyte that's solid state. So that's not bad because it means you can do your video editing off the solid state and you could run your applications off the solid state. Um, okay. So just my only advice is. Try and try and get SSD, solid state storage, wherever you can, because that's going to really help with your video mm. editing. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I might go and have a look at the MSI. Thanks. Yeah, Trevor. absolutely. Good on you. Good luck and happy shopping. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. No worries at all. If you've uh, got a question, go to the website, eftm.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Love it. Happy company. Um, that's a wrap for another week. Um, we've got a lot to get through this week. There's a lot happening. Um, so I'm glad we could tick the box on the podcast once again. Um, if you've got a question that's still burning, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com, uh, and send me a note. Just click Ask Trev. We'll get in touch. Good to speak to you. Good to have, good to be in your ear holes, as I used to say. And uh, jump on the Man Cave on EFTM on Facebook. And uh, let's have a chat. Let's have a conversation. If you've got any questions, there's a lot of great people there that'll help you with all your ponderings. 
Um, until next time, I'll be in the man cave. Goodbye. <laughs>